Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. Now, if you can see this on YouTube, if you're not listening in the traditional podcast way, you'll see a very suntan Tiffany Dell showing off with a blue sky which means you're not in the UK because we've had horrific weather over here. Where are you, Tiff? I'm with the Motor Passion team out with our guests in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. We're in New Smyrna Beach. Uh, we had a wonderful weekend. Of course, watched the race yesterday. Went to a Saturday night track, New Smyrna Speedway for a, one of the stars of NASCAR raced in the in the Saturday night race. They're amazing. They goes off to um, didn't have a very good race, but apart from that. And uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. We're going out on little boats, those pontoon boats. We're taking the guests out for a trip up the waterway. So having a wonderful time here in Daytona Beach. Meanwhile, Little Birdie's told me that your house in the UK with your lovely wife and family has had no power for a while. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's, it's, living the dream. It's not going well, Paul. Yeah, I'm not going down well, that Paul. Just keep quiet about the fact that yeah, I'm, I'm out here in the sunshine. <laughs> For those of you that are listening or watching from outside the UK, uh, welcome to you all. And um, uh, we've had some horrific weather over the last few days. So, so Tiff has picked the best time ever, arguably, to go away. Anyway, without further ado, uh, podcast is this is a not um, on motor racing, not on weather. We're going to kick off with some breaking news. Well, it's not really breaking. Last week's news, FIA finally comes to their senses. Michael Massey's gone, which means... They've admitted defeat, which means, or they admitted they've made a mistake, which means yeah. surely they're going to change the result. No, they can't. No, no they're no. not. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, that year will, will always, in my books, is going to have, you know, Lewis, um, you know, Max Verstappen, one world title in brackets, none, you know, and Lewis Hamilton, seven world titles in brackets, eight. I think, you know, everybody's going to think that was a moral victory, but anyway, we, we have to be, but I mean, it's crazy. You know, we had the, I mean, it, I, can't call it a sky cover-up. The general media, you know, we, we talked about Brundle and Martin and, and Damon, you know, saying, oh, and they blamed it on being such a tough job and who else would do it? Well, amazingly, they've not found one other person that can do it. They found two people that can do the job. I think it's alternate week races, I think, so it's not too stressful. Is that what I've understood? I haven't read all the detail. But yeah, Massey, Massey had to go. Why they just didn't say that straight away? You know, it was never an option, I don't think. I feel, I feel sorry for Michael Massey, I have to say, but he, he monumentally messed up, monumentally messed up. Uh, and I think what you said, Tiff, was when you called out, I think, Karun or one of the guys on Sky Sports, you said, but so what happens if Michael Massey's ill? Do we call off the Formula One? For no, but, and my favourite line that, um, that I love this line, the graveyard is full of indispensable people. We all think we're indispensable, but of course, life goes on. And, and they've done the right thing. They've sent a positive message. Get rid of Massey. There is an asterisk next to uh, Max Verstappen. He was the better yeah. driver over the season. However, well, I don't agree with that. Was... You say that. You say that. I, well, I would even agree with that. I thought the way Hamilton came back over the last five Grand Prix, I mean, that chase to, you know, break down the deficit. I know, obviously, the Verstappen fans will say Silverstone robbed Max of, you know, a maximum score. But they will say, you know, Spa gave Max a win, you know, in his record books, which probably wasn't really a win. And it's the whole year, but it's just to me, it came down to that one last race, winner takes all. And uh, on that day, Hamilton and, and Mercedes were doing a better job than Max at Red Bull. And, uh, and Mercedes North, won the way. Hamilton and Mercedes, AMG, won that race. It was, it was, it was, it was a done deal. There was absolutely no question until. 
Massey's intervention. Anyway, I'm, sure, I'm sure Michael Massey's still got a very nice job, but he's obviously very liked. And this is obviously something that comes out, I think. This is why, you know, Marston people, because they had dinner with him all year long. And he's obviously a very likeable human being. But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean to say he can keep his job. Yeah, and uh, we'd love to know in the comments below, if you are watching on YouTube, um, if you're not, please get amongst it. But who's going to be one, two, three in the, uh, uh, this time next year? Or, or certainly, uh, I've got no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put any money on anybody. You know, this, uh, the, 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 sort of the Braun era, still the Braun era is still there in the back of his mind. That, you know, he came out with that trick uh, aerodynamics that won the title for Burton. Um, so it could be, it could be anyone, you know, Ferrari could suddenly, but they've changed their engine a bit. Ferrari have sort of, we've developed the engine as well as the new thing. So who knows, it could be Ferrari domination all year. It's, it's really intriguing. Of course, the test is coming up this week, isn't it? Where we, where nobody can see and no film will be shown. Why is, is it, that? What, what the week does it start? Is it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's Wednesday, isn't it? I'm not sure, actually. Good. I'm glad you got your finger on the pulse. That's what I left. I left you in charge of getting your fingers on the pulse. Well, I did watch some. Um, I wrote uh, some down the dates. I wrote down the dates of my bit of paper. Actually, twenty third to twenty fifth. Okay. When's that? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. When's the twenty third? Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, oh, yes. that's right. When's when, when Thursday, Friday? When's the Thursday, Friday? Formula One cars will emerge. But nobody's allowed to watch. Why is that? Why don't they let the public there anymore? I think the thing is, it's that flipping Netflix. You know, they've got their next film, and they'll there use they'll use footage of that those three days maybe to launch the other you know, thing. So nobody else would have seen film of the new cars running around. You know, so they've kept uh, it rubbish. Listen, uh, you you you're wrong. I know you like to be right all the time, but you're wrong this time. It's not to do with Netflix. It's I don't know what it's to do with. Um, and it's very interesting with. Still Lewis fans, and you know, I'm a Lewis fan, I think you're a Lewis fan as well, but still a Lewis fan saying that we should be boycotting lap 58 and sure. awarded it is still going to go. A lot of people are saying they're going to boycott watching Formula One. I don't believe it. I don't believe it because if you're a Lewis fan, you're going to keep watching. Well, yeah, it's even, it's even more intriguing now, you know, the comeback. It's, uh, no, I'm really looking forward to the season starting. It's all over us now, it's gone, it's gone. And um, I, to me, it was just Massey had to go. It was all I was really worried, really worried about. You know, we were never going to get the result changed. I mean, it would always be a, a, an anomaly. You can't say that's a horrible word, anomaly. So anyway, I was delighted to go to America while this was all still kicking off and watching the Daytona. What a race it is. I mean, it's there's a lot of boys. There was one set about half an hour. They all went single file. You know, nobody's racing anybody. They're waiting. They're plotting. We had Jacques Villeneuve in the, at the back of the pack, which was quite interesting. Because the great thing about you know NASCAR is even when it's boring, we've all got these radio sets. You can pick any car number, listen in to all the conversations with their spotters and the drivers. You know, the truck race on Friday night. You know, we they're virtually being driven by the spotter. You have got these nineteen-year-old kids, you know, in their first Daytona, and uh, stay low, stay low here. And I, you know, and I go, no, I know what I'm doing. Listen to me, the spotter would say, I know what I'm doing. You stay in line there, and they coach them all the way around and. Um, so it was great to hear Villeneuve being told what to do and listen to all the tactical debate between the driver going at 200 miles an hour, calmly talking about, you know, well, we need a bit less push. And uh, how's the high line moving? There's a high line moving better than I'm in the low line. And, uh, well, you, because I, the Dovies and the Jets and the Anthems, it's a wonderful We event. don't see all that on TV. We just see oh, quite a procession oh, hold on. often. So, like, trucks leaving if you're doing noise as a truck. Okay, well, often we just see a bit of a procession because you've got a bit of a cheek, really, because you call a lot of these sports boring, these motorway sports, but NASCAR doesn't, doesn't strike me as being the most exciting. But there were some massive...
massive crashes I did see. There was a one particular one. Oh, it looked horrific. But did you actually see that? That was the last snap, but we didn't see that. That was the Saturday night race, the uh, second, the Xfinity series. Up into the fence, yeah, and ripping the car apart. But uh, there was plenty of crashes right in front of us. Uh, sort of 20 cars going by, all facing different directions after slamming the wall. Um, so the, the fact that it's sort of boring in the middle is almost why the tension then begins to ramp up. Because with 20 laps to go or 30 laps to go, they all start manoeuvring towards the front. They take more risky you know, lane changes, last minute lane changes to get into a, a quicker moving lane. And it just builds up by the end. You're all in your seats and standing up and you know that someone's going to crash. You're just wondering <laughs> when, where. Yeah, it's a fabulous atmosphere. And, it's, and what and happened it's in the main place, race? Nice place to be in February with the blue sky and the, a suntan. So, wonderful. What did you have over in Europe? You had... Um, tell me, tell me what happened. In the, tell us... Tell, well, not me. Tell the, tell the listeners and the viewers what happened in the main race and who took the victory. Ah, well, it was this Cindric kid. Funny enough, it is the number two he took over from Keslowski, who left the, the factory Penske team. Um, and most of the race, it was it was a battle between um, Keslowski, now in his own team for the number six, against his old car with this rookie, Sindrick, in it. And uh, But then uh, when Keslowski went out in one of the taps, and he then had um, his teammate, Blaney, Ryan Blaney, pushing him. So Blaney has been in the team for a long time. He's pushing the rookie and the, and so it's a team effort, but he wants to win. You know, there's no holds barred at the end. So you're all thinking, how on earth? Because they just sit there, you know, his nose is in his friend's bonnet. Next to them on the, in the lane inside is another guy with a nose in the boot, um, <laughs> bumper to bumper. And that lane's going half a mile an hour faster and creeping by. And, you know, they then drop down to try and side draft to get a little bit more than half a mile an hour more. Um, basically, Blaney pushed Sindri around the last lap. Um, but right towards the line, he did try. He tried to pull out to win it for himself. But then Sindrick, the rookie, came up and blocked his more experienced teammate, sent him smashing into the wall with 200 miles an hour. Um, and then Bubba Wallace uh, came through uh, to have a very popular second place. And the guy, in first, oh, who's the guy? The 14. You, you do numbers in America. The 14 car. This guy spun out. Was the first to spin out on, on the third or fourth lap. We go a lap down. And he ends up being in third place, you know, right behind the winners. You can come down from back from being, you know, lapped down by using safety cars. And um, yeah, it's, it was great. Good. Good. I'm glad you had a good time. And you're looking very, uh, very healthy, very red, <laughs> lobster red. Um, not much in Europe, but Tiff, uh, to answer your question, but there was Extreme E in Saudi Arabia, which I watched quite a lot of. It was a desert. Ah. The desert pre or e pre whatever they call it. All I read was it ended with a red flag. Well, they were all crashing into no, each it other. Didn't it didn't end with a red flag. It had a red flag in the final uh, because yes. the McLaren, um, the American Tanner Turner Tanner Tanner um, Faust Tanner Faust. Yeah, he um, he had a big crash. Went out the back of somebody. Just couldn't see. Completely blindsided with um, with was all it the, the same problem because the Saudi was the track where they couldn't race because there was so much dust. Did they do anything about the dust this year then? They didn't. I know you said that they were going to look at maybe uh, hosing all, all we'll that we'll monumental task, but it, there was racing. There was some good racing, but sadly the racing is you know, a bit like modern, lot of, lots of modern day racing now, where it's spread out and then you have a one, you know, few seconds of racing and then kind of that's it. Then you seem to be spread out over several seconds. They've got this hyperdrive thing as well, which is really confusing to keep on top of. Um, no, but it was, it was, it was, it was, nice loud commentary keeping you awake, was it, from wall to wall? 
I didn't. I don't mind the commentary. It's funny. I know that once you've got something in your head, I know with with what it's like. It's sort of you notice it even more. But I didn't really notice it. I, a couple of times, the commentators will say, "This is an impossible place to overtake. There's no overtaking here." And then they would overtake. You think, "Oh well, I didn't expect that overtake." <laughs> but it was it, it was really entertaining. Well, I, I felt entertained by extreme. Not really. Um, I think it looks spectacular. I felt that, uh, I do think that it's getting more exciting. Um, I felt for the drivers because they had to really push it. And, and you know, when a, a, a track starts rutting up and then yeah. once you get in one of those ruts, there's a, there's a couple of people that, that had some pretty bad crashes, uh, span the, the uh, overturn the cars. Because once you get into that rut, it's you can't get out. I and mean, you, you've done that. Yeah. You, I think you've done it before. You, you've got those big balloon tires, you know. Yeah, exactly. But um, it was it was entertaining. Mercedes did very well until the until the final, and then, as I just said, Tanner Faust uh, went at the back of uh, somebody. But it was it just seems. I tell you what seems funny to me. Um, so um, Carlos Sainz, one of the best rally drivers of all time. But it just if you're showing a sport, the epitome, the best, the, you know, because the, the, they're really cool cars, amazing locations. Carlos Sainz is one of the best drivers of all time. But He's a bit like you. He's knocking on a little bit. And I'm not ageist at all because I still think you're one of the best drivers out there in terms of drifting and messing around. But um, it just seems like you wouldn't have him in a Formula 1 race. You wouldn't have him in a Formula E race. You wouldn't have him... And it's not being ageist, but it just seems to me that maybe they're just getting the people in because they've got a, a, a bit of a following, perhaps. Well, if those Rallycross drivers seem to be the quickest ones, the, the Scandinavian Rallycross boys... Seems to be the quickest. Yeah, uh, and 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 a, and it was won by um, uh, the X11. Um, yeah, the reigning champion. Remember, it was won by Rosberg again, wasn't it? With the same, but they swapped ladies. They took, they changed uh, Molly Taylor. Molly they, Taylor, yeah. They're out. I thought, man, she's got a drive with Button team on now. I think so. She's got another drive. Um, so it was an all Swedish driver lineup, wasn't it? But they they lucked into the wind. I sort of got the feeling. I don't know. I mean, it's it's all it was all sort of there was lots lots of different changes, but it, it used to be about whoever got in front first, and it wasn't so much about that this time, which I was quite impressed with. So it wasn't just about who got in front won the race because that's just awful from the start. Um, and no, it wasn't luck. I think I think they did did very well, but um, I think that the the the, the chap uh, Christofferson, he was just phenomenal, and he um he just he just really gung ho and managed to pull it off. So. It was entertaining. It was it was entertaining. It's just too spread out and just it's hard to cover. But they, they do do a very good job. But I just it's just not quite hitting that button for me. But give me that over NASCAR. What? <laughs> That's controversial. Okay, not the blue skies. Yeah, they have blue skies in Saudi Arabia as well. I don't know. Maybe we need to go to one. I've tried to contact um, extremely. How many spectators were live watching um, Extreme E? How many spectators were there at the circuit, at the desert? I think um, I saw three. <laughs> whereas we had about 200,000 going mental. At, um, I guess that number completely, by the way, but it, it was big. I mean, just a huge, huge crowd. It was, you know, as I said, you know, they were standing up when they go around. When they start, it was just an epic day's entertaining race. Well, America do things very well. Bit boring. Yeah. America do things very well with yep. the, the, the whole spectacle, with the with the like you said, the razzmatazz, the jets, the fireworks, the the bands, and everything. So it's they do do things very well. I saw the kids were racing in the Middle East. They finished off their weekends. I got the results of that. I saw on the internet. 
because Charlie Wurtz, son of um, Alexander Wurtz, won the Formula 4 UAE, I saw. A Aidan Neat, our British boy, ended up third in the championship. And what was the other one? The regional, regional European formula. <laughs> Who won that title? Oh, Arthur Leclerc won it, didn't he? The brother of. Oh. So the funny two racing families both won each championship. The the um Verts won in Formula Four and the um, Leclerc's won in Formula Regional. Oliver Bearman finished, he didn't know it, that was six was his best on British Hope. But um so that all concluded. There was some European Le Mans series. I mean, Asian Le Mans, but I didn't get the results of that, did you? Didn't notice any, no, no news on that. <laughs> Time to move swiftly on. <laughs> but I think, I think given that you, you haven't even got headphones on and, and a microphone, I think we should um, maybe look at just having a bit of a preview for next week. And then next yeah. week, we'll go full on it because we'll have Formula One, we'll have IndyCar. Uh, what else is coming up for next week, Tim? Well, Sweden, you know, cheering on Elfin Evans and, of course, um, the Irish boy. So, yeah, World Rally Championship in Sweden. But NASCAR, of course, has another race straight away. They race every weekend till November, apart from two weekends. But, yeah, I think IndyCar at St. Petersburg is my highlight of the weekend. But the Formula 1 testing, obviously, I'd love to watch. I mean, we'll be reading about it all. Um, and, of course, the rally, the World Rally is more watching the evening highlights of the day, isn't it? So the only real live motorsport would be the IndyCar at St. Petersburg and NASCAR at uh, Fontana, both of which, of course, you've got up subscribe. Well, the IndyCar's going to be on Sky, I presume. I haven't looked that up. They did it the last few years, so I'm presuming um, the IndyCar will be on Sky. We'll have a look. We'll maybe try and put it in the comments below. So, yeah, masses to talk about. Next year, in a week's time, we've got <laughs> almost too much to talk about. <laughs> anyway, I've got to catch a boat and go for a cruise down the waterways uh, from New Schmurda Beach to Daytona. I've got to have go fix some fencing panels, put some roof tiles back up on the roof, been horrific here cheers, enjoy Paul. enjoy your day thanks for thanks for joining us always see you next week cheers bye